0: We're maintaining the enthusiasm of, of the younger generation with these technological advancements, yeah. which are built on the intelligence that was developed by these decades of experience by, by these guys that are uh, retired.
1: Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our conversation to model the future of construction, innovation, and the digital transformation adventure of this great industry this is a special episode that we recorded live from the advancing prefabrication 2023 show it was awesome to be with the innovators and change makers throughout the prefab and modular world there's a ton of energy and momentum in the movement enjoy hearing the insights and trends around productization data communication and so much more now On to the interview. We are coming live from Advancing Prefab 2023 here in Phoenix, and I am joined now by Ryan. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of came to Advancing Prefab this year.
0: So uh, had you asked me 12 months ago if I'd be in Phoenix for Advancing Prefab show, I would have have had no clue what you were even talking about. A couple years ago, I was introduced to an engineering firm named KLH, Uh, really progressive, uh, talk a lot about their prefab uh, approach to construction and the ways that it was going to benefit trade contractors. And at the time, I was a trade contractor involved in heating and air. Uh, And long story short, got to know their president and COO, Jim Tavernelli, and then uh, joined about 10 months ago. And then magically, here I am.
1: Yeah, we're we're familiar with Jim. I was telling you right before he had the number one episode for a long time. Then he he's gotten dethroned now, but his head's he already getting it. big. <laughs> he had it. Yeah. That's <laughs> what's important. Uh, so, what kind of attracted you into into this world? What? How does a, a trade contractor come over?
0: So, uh, I, I started at like 13, welding mm-hmm. uh, tub mm-hmm. valves in a fab shop for my family's plumbing company. Uh-huh. So in short like in hindsight i realized like prefabrication was in my blood from a long long time ago yeah uh, and was the was one of the means of which we were successful as a family plumbing company and so with that is like my like built into my dna mm-hmm. of trade contractor and then through the years living that and then having spent 10 years in heating and air and the pain points of what engineers subject us to cuz uh, in many cases, they are like the evil to to, to trade <laughs> contractors. The dark side. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I mean, KLH, uh, I was introduced to them by my executive coach at the time, mm-hmm. and they came down, met with met with JR Hobbs, who I was with at the time, and uh, we're speaking a good talk. Like, hey, we're not the status quo. We want to help get you automated takeoffs. We want to design for installation. Want to help you be better at what you're doing, which was just a complete paradigm shift from the what we were used to, yeah. which was fighting with these guys and their egos. Right. Um, and so it, that piqued my interest into KLH. Well, about a uh, let's see, about last, not last year. I guess it was late 21. Mm-hmm. Um, was feeling like change was was needed, and uh, was introduced to Jim. We started talking, working through like what KLH was going through, their domain group. Configure, which is another investment that they've made. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I, uh, it, it really worked out to be a good fit. And uh, bringing the trade contractor perspective into that engineering to help with our strategic pursuits mm-hmm. moving forward, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, very nice. How,
1: how do you think your your background has uh, positioned you with maybe a different perspective
0: around prefab and, and modular? Um, a true respect for the efficiencies that it provides hmm. uh, and the ability to measure twice, cut once in a controlled environment that reduces the, the, the probability of clashes mm-hmm. with other trades. And that was, uh, I was primarily involved in multifamily construction my entire life. Okay. And it's just strewn with inefficiencies. It's not quite as uh, sexy as, like, Higher education and you know airport terminals and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so having that respect for what what prefab can bring to that um, was was huge to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So coming to into the show, what's what are some of the, the takeaways that have been standing out so far? And we're early days. We're, we're only kind of halfway through the first day here.
0: Yeah. Just, it was, it was, it was in the headspace a little bit even <laughs> approaching right, getting yourself prepared for what what was to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the enthusiasm of so many like-minded people has mm-hmm. been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you go to conferences and it feels like a lot of people going through the motions, checking the box that they made it, tell their boss, like, here's what I, here's what I, I, I learned. Right. Um, people here mm-hmm. really seem to be walking the walk, uh, talking the talk. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's cool to see the groups like DPR uh, really leading the way from, from a, a GC perspective I feel like in the value stream of what's what's happening in this industry it's it's one thing to be on the design side and the trade contractor side requesting the implementation of these things mm-hmm. I, it's huge for, for somebody to be a proponent of it like DPR and so one of the big takeaways I've had is is the the gaining momentum that it's having at that side of the value stream mm-hmm. so.
1: yeah how do you take the, the energy and the excitement that's here at an event like this and continue it out
0: into the the real world and bring others along into the movement? So from from a design perspective, I think it's being a consistent steward for what what prefab, productization, mm-hmm. uh, and industrialized construction offers mm-hmm. to start to involve it as soon as possible. Uh, getting, getting up front with owners, the CMs, the GCs, about how we can design to it. So building out the tools within Revit uh, and the proper families that would help facilitate those kinds of things mm-hmm. is where where KLH, as engineers, need to be stewards of, of the availability of that and conscientious of how we can incorporate that stuff.
1: Yeah, so how does the industry as a whole uh, really take the leap to, to productization and, and maybe how are you guys doing it at KLH? Because you guys are, are, are really
0: helping to, to drive a lot of that, that movement and inertia as well. Uh, continue to listen to what, what the, the industry's evolving to, mm-hmm. uh, incorporating that into our models. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building out, uh, we're going through what we call our technical strategy 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.0 is going from um, AutoCAD to 100% Revit. Yeah. 2.0 is now that, that next evolutionary step in efficiencies and incorporation to grow with with how things are, are evolving. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's our place to, to continue to reflect the products that are coming out, uh, get those into our specs if possible, and helping to work with trade contractors about what can be incorporated. What are you do? What are you doing to our drawings for your shop drawings that we should be doing on the front end, mm-hmm. like incorporating assemblies, productization, IC items, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-
1: Talk to me about some of the, the the communication aspect of it between all the different stakeholders. How do you create the the buy-in necessary? Maybe your background help kind of gives you a, a leg up in that as well too. You can speak the speak the the talk to those different people. But how do you get them in and, and really bought into modular? This is what we're going to do. This is why we're going to do it, and
0: excited about it, not just kind of grudgingly going along. Well, like, again, we we're we are a. We we just des- we can promote, mm-hmm. and provide the tools to our to our teams to design with modularization, in, in mind. Mm-hmm. But it really takes the tra- it takes the trade partners who are capable of the installation, mm-hmm. and the desire from the ownership and GC and CM sides side of things. We kind of mm-hmm. sit in the middle, right? Right. Uh, we got we got the owner uh the architects gc then there's us then there's trade contractors and and second tier subs so we're sitting there right right solid in the middle um helping to keep education going Mm -hmm. for the front end of that value stream so that it's a it's it's a function of of the desire to build those efficiencies save save cost um become more sustainable uh and evolve to to even how this this whole uh labor force is moving forward yeah so you brought up sustainability
1: there I'm gonna double click on that what's kind of the the, the next step in in really creating a, a more streamlined approach to or and really uh, kind of spreading that message to the next layer of why sustainability and construction what's the impact and what's it have to do
0: so start starting to address things uh, coming from from a from a first cost perspective because if mm-hmm. times like a merchant builder who's Building apartment complexes, as an example, purely to get it occupied, flip it, and sell it, mm-hmm. are focused on one thing and one thing only. And that is, that is like usually, or typically, it's first cost. Mm-hmm. Well, how much is it going to take them to get those keys turning? Yep. So, starting to address with those individuals the 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 importance of using energy things like Energy Star fans, low flush fixtures, and the impact that they can use as as potential selling points if they are going to sell, mm-hmm. or even retention points to to holding on to those kinds of properties, mm-hmm. the impact that they're making on the environment, on the industry, and that frequently it's 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 not an additional long term it's going to cost them less mm-hmm. to make those kinds of investments. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a point at which we can make a very quick impact is specifying those kind of low gallon per, per flush items, low water usage, energy star uh, utility items, that that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Calling all innovators. In just a few weeks you can attend a free online training event that could change your work life. BIMUP is for innovative construction professionals like you, offering over 200 classes from May 23rd through the 25th that cover BIM best practices, Revit, AutoCAD, and lots of other topics that can help improve the way you work. I think you'll get a ton of value by attending. To sign up, simply go to A-S-T-I- dot com slash BIMUP. Hope to see you there. Yeah, you're talking about really flipping a paradigm on its head in terms of not looking at the initial upfront cost, but taking that long term view, which historically, you know, everything is project driven, instead of with that eye to how are we going to create efficiencies as a company over 5, 10, 15 plus years maybe. Uh, how, what what kind of friction do you see that's kind of standing in the way of that mental shift?
0: It's a lot. A lot of it boils down to to the, to the money of it, Todd. Uh, and addressing, educating those owners and those general contractors that hey, we know that you're getting this this va- they call value engineering option or value management mm-hmm. option from your subcontractors. Mm-hmm. Hey, you go with the non Energy Star fan. Hey, you're gonna save ten bucks a fan. And, you know three grand over the course of your project or whatever that might be right. however know that that three grand today is you know, 20 grand over the 30year life cycle of your pro- uh, of that building mm-hmm. so ed- starting to educate is really I think the the, the starting point yeah and then as, as that gains momentum moving forward with more and more mm-hmm. what do you think
1: coming into this year's the the biggest opportunity for construction in 2023?
0: Oh, put me on the spot, Todd. <laughs> uh, biggest thing for construction here in the coming year. Uh, I think it, it continues to be education across the across the board of the available technologies to be incorporated into these, these buildings and structures as they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a changing of the guard of sorts happening in the construction industry as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, good and bad. Uh, Hate to lose a lot of the, the decades of experience that has right. been built up and, and know some of, the, some of the best people I know in this world have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the education of, of the younger generation to begin more conscientiousness of the sustainability, um, higher efficiencies to build, uh, incorporating modulization, Prefabricated productization, uh, all, all those things become—they're only usable if education has taken hold. Mm-hmm. So, making that education available to everybody, where it's not just coming to advancing prefab that you hear about it or following mm-hmm. Amy and and LinkedIn, right. that it truly becomes the the, the everyday conversation. Right. Where you go to a scope out meeting and it's front of mind. It's in the checklist from 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 the guy buying out the contracts. Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you take the the knowledge then that's in the heads of those people that have been in for 30, 40 years and, and as they are retiring out, how do you not lose that knowledge but maintain the excitement and the energy and enthusiasm of the, the young guard coming in that are, are willing to to shake things up and and change what had been done previously?
0: Well, I think you're seeing it in a lot of the advancements of leveraging things like machine learning for auto routing tools, mm-hmm. where uh, conscientiousness for DFI is, is happening, designed for installation, mm-hmm. and that's, that's really a, a reflection of those decades of experience. It's not just a, a designer saying, we've got to get to permit, let's just throw this duct in the corridor, it'll condition the air there. It's making sure it's far enough off the wall for hands to reach in and get get the duct wrap around and get the Panduit straps uh, and, the, and, the, and the hangers in mm-hmm. that um, needs to be captured in a lot of these applications that are being developed and these features mm-hmm. so that we're maintaining the enthusiasm of, of the younger generation with these technological advancements, yeah. which are built on the intelligence that was developed by these decades of experience by, by these guys that are uh, retiring.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that's huge. Uh, so kind of a offshoot of that, how do you attract new fresh blood into the industry that, that maybe, you know, has a bad misconception of construction or, or it just hasn't even thought of construction, it hasn't been on their radar, they, uh, for whatever reason.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it's the, a, a cultural stigma attached mm-hmm. to like the, the blue collar work to, mm-hmm. in, in general of Getting getting in getting your hands dirty isn't a, a necessarily a respectable um, uh, career. When it's the complete opposite, I mean, I have nothing but respect for for these guys that are getting out there and executing on these theoretical plans. Right. And and working their way through the dirt to to get these buildings put up, civilization uh, would
1: crumble without the construction. Literally, it would crumble. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And and it's a. Uh, there was an example I heard yesterday about the way that the, that, um, uh, the Sultan King, I think it was the United Arab Emirates, mm-hmm. promoted entrepreneurship. And it was through uh, letting families know that it was not a shameful undertaking for entrepreneurship to be, take place and then fail. Mm-hmm. I think that America and the United States as a, as a culture needs to start to display a better respect for what, the, what that career path provides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's not to be, and you shouldn't be thumbing our nose at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trades are hugely important. They're enjoyable. I mean, I, I, I always, I always loved getting my hands dirty for a couple of days and yeah. getting in the undergrounds and doing that kind of thing. Uh, and it's something to be really respected.
1: Yeah. Well, why do you think that those hurdles are are there? And, and what, how can we start, as a society, then start chipping away at that?
0: I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I think it, it again. It boils down to education, uh-huh. I believe, uh, and engaging it at younger at younger ages before some of those um, presumptions are, are burned into the the minds of some of the younger generation, mm-hmm. uh, where friends or influences on their lives have set that set that in stone for them. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, exposure to the
1: industry yeah, as well, uh, I, I agree. High school at maybe, a, but better, yeah, to better, a, better even engagement. Younger, I think you can can really go into middle schools and maybe even like fourth, fifth grade is there, mm. before they're even starting to think about that and just expose them to the tech huh, that is here in the, the space and there's a lot of cool stuff happening in construction that nobody ever sees unless you're in this world. And We as an industry have to do a better job of, of going out of our bubbles and showing what's actually happening here in construction.
0: I think you're hitting the nail on the head, not to be punny. Uh, I mean, my son, he, he heard, five years old, he hears the, my screw gun going. Yeah. He's immediately inquisitive as to what's going on. Oh, yeah. Can I help? Can I use that? So encouraging some of that, I think is, it would, would be really big. Yeah, yeah my th-
1: seven-year-old son's the very similar. His favorite thing in the world is just to watch a construction site. just post up and just sit there i mean he will watch it for hours if we let him or like a tree cutter oh man his day is made if you can watch a tree cutter
0: (laughs) i think i think there was there was what was it my kids never watched was bob the builder for a while that gained all that momentum and was like hey maybe this is gonna you know this could this could help save you know some of the some of the shortage that we've gotten I, Mm -hmm. i haven't seen him on tv but so things yeah, I don't like know that. if Bob the Builder's still around. I don't think You're he right. is. Uh, yeah, I don't. he uh, maybe it got canceled? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what does innovation mean to you?
0: It is trying to not just follow follow the curve, but make the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, determine what the path of an of the industry and a segment it, it needs to be, and then being courageous enough. Uh, to to take that path mm-hmm. take the steps necessary to promote that within a culture within within an industry and then be the change Yeah, it's interesting that you use
1: the word courage You're the second person today to answer courage in that question. So there's there's something to there.
0: Well, it's it's been a, our our at KLH Our one of our, one of our current um, mottos is a courageous culture mm-hmm. uh, and It's not always easy to have the difficult conversations. It's not always Mm. to push for the things that that people are telling you are wrong. You've got to believe in those core values, be courageous enough to stand up for that, Mm. uh, and then push to to make it real. Yeah, yeah, more than agree with that. Uh, So how do people find out more information on what KLH is doing and and connect with you? So uh, klhengrs.com is our website. We keep that well and updated. Following us on LinkedIn, uh, even myself, Ryan Dobbins, uh, through LinkedIn as well, and uh, we're 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 active in our community in the Cincinnati area pre- predominantly, uh-huh. um, and just reach out. I mean, we're we're great people. We love to engage and uh, happy to help people figure out their own their own uh, pathways. Yeah,
1: awesome. Well, final question for you. It's my favorite question. Just a, a forewarning, but okay. if I could give you all construction power. You could snap your fingers and innovate one thing in the industry. What would you pick to innovate?
0: Communication.
1: That was quick. You're the quickest to have a response to that. I like it. Okay, so why communication?
0: Uh, it seems to be the the primary uh, holdup in just it almost ev- everything, mm-hmm. whether it's communicating on the areas and pathways or it's communicating on material arriving or supply you know supply chain period ordering po's uh distribution of manpower somehow like making that almost like telepathic in nature yeah uh would would i think not would shift everything in the construction industry among other things in our society but mm-hmm. that would be it so would that be more on like the
1: technology side and creating the interoperability there i, I that... think so right. yes nice. i
0: remember the days of uh when I was at my height of field involvement in Uh construction, it was in the days of the neck of Nextels, Uh, and that, that ease of it's one thing to make a phone call. It feels less, less, less cumbersome to, to have those two way, those walkie talkie conversations. And it was so prevalent in the construction industry that everybody was just a button click away. Right. And it could just be one simple question. Uh, and I think that was as close as we got to that real time moment to moment coordination. Yeah. Um, and I know that technology can catch up to that and do something to even yeah. mm-hmm. iterate on that once a lot better, a lot better.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for taking the time and coming chatting with us and joining the show. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software, great tech group production, Copyright Applied Software, Great Tech Group 2023.